Welcome to the We Have a Message podcast. Thanks for being here. This podcast is dedicated to experiencing and applying the law of assumption, creating free, powerful, and playful living. In these episodes, Amato and Judith will explore the concepts of self-identity and what it means to live from the end, while also addressing difficulties with intentional manifestation. They invite you to come along on their journey. So, Amedo, I know that you work a lot with people who want to manifest a specific person, uh, also shortened for SP. Um, I know for myself that I didn't know what an SP was for a very long time, even if I started with the law of assumption quite a while ago. But I would love to hear from your perspective. Um, you can start with telling what your definition is of an SP. And also, mm-hmm. how do you... Um, what are your thoughts around the questions that you receive and the people that you help coaching and man- uh, navigating around this, uh, this topic? Yeah. Um, t- tell me a little bit about it. A specific person, SP, that term, to be honest, I came across it because I was reading about the law of assumption and I was interested in what is all these manifestation things about. And I had a very, an interest specifically too, because my own journey with um, creating the love I wanted was one of the reasons why I was interested in the law of assumption. It wasn't the only reason, but I had, that was one of them. Mm-hmm. So I will say specific person is just maybe um, a specific love someone has in mind that they want to be with or they want to get back to, or maybe they don't even know specifically who that person is. Mm-hmm. They just, in general, they have in mind a type that they want to um, be married to at some point or at least have some sort of romantic relationship with. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the definition I would give when it comes to specific person. Mm-hmm. And questions I get around that, you know, I get people who are like, yes, I get it. I can manifest amazing things in my life. I have manifested amazing things in my life, whether it's money, maybe career, uh, maybe even health, right? Mm -hmm. Becoming healthier. But then the one question is, but manifesting someone specific, a lot of people think it's harder because we're dealing with someone outside of who we are, uh, meaning or someone external to us. Mm. And the question is, do they have a will their own will and if they have their own will how can I decide I want to be with this person and trust that they are also going to choose me if they have their own will I think that's probably one of the foundational I will say yeah main questions Mm -hmm. people struggle with okay so yeah I while you're talking I was thinking about did you know about the law of assumption and SP and all that stuff before you manifested your your specific person or was it just mm. journey that you that that, that was my journey i came mm-hmm. across the law of assumption and then because of that before that well that's we probably need an, another episode around <laughs> love and marriage ahead, and ahead. my journey <laughs> <laughs> but i can kind of sum it up a little bit mm-hmm. right i feel like it's this is a lot to unpack there but let me give an example. I have, as a Christian, I was in a Christian ministry for quite a long time, even while I was studying in a 
the university that had nothing to do with you know religion at all mm -hmm. i was studying public policy but i've always been involved in christian communities as a leader as a learner and all that mm -hmm. and one of my mentors uh, at the time mm -hmm. and she said back then she said amado every time you speak about marriage i feel like you're thinking about it in a way where i see you crucify on a cross like you mm. think that's pretty much what marriage is going mm. to be suffering and crucifixion mm. mm -hmm. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that was pretty much a vivid picture of what I probably thought about marriage back mm -hmm. then because of again what I've witnessed with my mom and dad and my uncles and aunties not just mm -hmm. you know at home but mm -hmm. in my culture mm -hmm. so that would so that pretty much was the idea I had. Of course, I knew there were healthy marriages, right? Mm -hmm. I'm moving to the U.S. I've seen some of them, but I also knew some of them were as not as not as fun as the ones I've witnessed back home. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, just to give a bit of a detail, I come from a culture where polygamy is allowed, right? Mm -hmm. People have multiple wives and things yeah. like that. Well my parents generation and older yeah, I got it. not as mm -hmm. much by generation mm -hmm. so that was the background I had but I knew God obviously created us to have healthy relationships mm -hmm. so intellectually and maybe even spiritually I knew it was yeah. possible to have a good marriage mm -hmm. but I had a lot of questions and doubts and I, from a Christian background I was like yeah I guess I can pray for a good marriage mm -hmm. a good guy but I have no guarantee. I don't know. I may or may not get it. But I wanted it to. A part of me wanted it. A part of me was like, ah, yeah, who knows? Mm -hmm. That was me before I knew about the law of assumption. Mm -hmm. And that me too, I was interested in someone for many years. And the journey was when I was interested, he wasn't interested. When he was interested, I wasn't interested. So there was mm -hmm. that game that we played mm -hmm. and that before I came across the law of assumption I remember just kind of thinking okay I gotta decide what I want mm. do I want marriage and if I do do I want to trust that I will get a good person and it's gonna go well I was asking those questions before and he, and also, what was the possibility of getting exactly who I wanted too, right? Mm -hmm. Do I have that? Will God answer me and give me exactly who I wanted? What would you say shifted? What shifted mm -hmm. was I was just tired of repeating an emotional state that was painful. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was half in and half out which was playing out pretty much with the back and forth with that person. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't just that specific person. I think I met other guys that I may have been interested in. I think I was interested in, but that uncertain, and they also kind of acted like they were, right? So there was that back and forth there too. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wait, I'm not just repeating this with this one person. I'm repeating it with other people too what is it about me that I keep recreating the same scenario with other people and I'm the common denominator yeah, right like, yeah, like yeah. what about this is, is maybe on me 
that mm-hmm. was the shift. The shift was that uh, I was tired and uh, of feeling the painful emotional thing. And mm-hmm. I started noticing, oh my gosh, I'm the common denominator. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. I used to blame it on guys. Guys were the ones that are A, B, C, D because mm-hmm. of what I've seen growing up with mm-hmm. my parents or even other uncles and cousins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this time around, I was faced with, oh, what if it has to do with me a bit more mm-hmm. than I've allowed myself mm-hmm. to? What if it's not even God's fault? Because it was easy for me to go, I'm praying, why am I not getting what I want? Yeah. And I was like, wait a second, what if it's me? Mm-hmm. And then um, that was a shift that got me to, to be honest, to search outside of the bubble of Christianity. At some point I was like, Okay, I need to explore with all my heart outside of yeah. the bubble. And that's when I came across the law of assumption. I realized while you were talking that, you know what? There's always a point, a psychological point that we get to as humans where we just get fed up with pain. We get fed up with the pain, with the struggle, with the forcing. Like mentally, our brain is like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And you just start looking for something else. And, and another thing that I love about what you said is that you realized I am the, I am the person, every single story that I'm telling, it's me, you know? And this is also what I love about the law of assumptions. Yeah. It's like the more you start using it, even when you don't use it, mm-hmm. even when you don't use it consciously, mm-hmm. like cognitively knowing that this is what I'm doing, it kind of proves itself. It opens up doors. You get out of your bubble. You get out of the state, you know? So I, I love that. I yeah, love that. I, I like what you just said. Even when we don't consciously use it, mm-hmm. it's playing. It's it's always been there because how would I have gotten to the conclusion without even knowing the law of assumption mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. that something here is pointing back at me because I'm yeah, exactly. the common denominator in every story that I didn't like with different people, right? Exactly. So the law of assumption was there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Exactly. But it's yeah. also the, the fact that it opens up to a broader consciousness that there mm-hmm. is only love outside of our own bubbles, mm-hmm. you know? And we can oh. actually choose that. We can choose yeah. to be um, finding love. But I, I find it quite interesting because um, I apparently have manifested my specific person. I didn't know mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. <laughs> this was a long time ago before I knew about the... Uh, uh, about the law of assumption but I do know the fact that I also was at a point where I was kind of tired of uh, feeling alone and forcing yeah. love to happen because I was dating this very frequently and I just felt like every person I met was like oh my god this is not working for me and I remember one friend told me just write a list just write a list of all the qualities that you want him to have that you also yourself know that you have so it's not just about writing a list about this is what I want this is what I want this is what I want it's more like okay when I want that what does it actually invoke inside of me you know so basically I wanted someone to be very spiritual very down to earth uh, very stable within himself and we could talk all night long and everything and I also wanted him to be very handsome (laughs) so when it happened I remember for me I was kind of shocked I was all 
I was actually rejecting him. Like, oh no, not you. Before I knew about the law of assumption. And I remember the day before I met him, because we met at a lecture. Uh, I, I remember I said, no more dating. Let's just pop up a champagne and toast to no more men. I'm done. I'm done. And I realized that that was me surrendering. I was surrendering to the fact that I might be alone for the rest of my life. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, because rather than having this cycle of pain of dating, breaking up, dating, breaking up, you know, and the lying and the cheating and all that. So, but when I really met him, I rejected him. I was like, no, not you. And I just move on, you know? But then, yeah, to make a story very short, uh, we end up together. <laughs> we have two kids now and uh, yeah, actually four kids. But that's another story. And yeah. we've been together for seven years and it's, it's not always easy. It's ups and downs. Um, but, but it made me realize that, was that the moment I opened up for love? Mm-hmm. What would you say? Oh, yeah. But one of my favorite things that you said... I just love the fact that that story happened to you before you even knew about the law of assumption. Mm-hmm. I think many people, when they come across the law of assumption, they feel like this is the magic wand to get the person they want in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is an amazing tool. It's always been there before we knew about it. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's so powerful that you have a story that brought you your specific person before you knew about the law and the techniques and all mm-hmm. of that. And I have a story that came together after I knew about the law of assumption. Mm-hmm. And I think it's powerful for people to realize, especially in the law of assumption circle, mm-hmm. that it's not the techniques. It's not the... Yeah. 100% knowing the law and the mm-hmm. details and the information mm-hmm. that gets you the things you want in life. Yeah. It's already been happening mm-hmm. before that. I, and mm-hmm. this is one of those things I love telling my clients and reminding my clients and say, this is something you've already been doing. Mm-hmm. Whether you are happy about the things you're getting or not, mm-hmm. it's happening. And acknowledging you've always had this power, it's an amazing foundation to, okay, now that I know the information and I trust the power in me. I'm going to remember I am the power, not the tools that I'm using for manifestation. Mm -hmm. So, and I think your, your story just for me makes it even more like, yes, we're, we've always been powerful Mm. when we get the clarity and when we surrender those two things you said. I love it. But, but you, and you're completely right. It's, it's the power has always been there because that's also the same power we use to create the anxiety, the, the, the need to want something and it has to happen, you know? So it's all about the shifting part. And that's why I love your story because it's, you, you kind of nail it down that when, 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 when did you really realize something needs to be changed, you know? Because I didn't realize it then. I just knew that I don't give a shit anymore. I don't want to feel this anymore. I can be alone. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite amazing, actually. I was going to say something about that attitude you had, too. I'm fine being alone, right? It's a lot of times we kind of, we all can have similar attitude on the surface. 
mm-hmm. but the meaning of it could mean different things because I had a bit of that attitude back then before I knew about the law of assumption. Mm-hmm. But mine was more from a place of bitterness, not necessarily surrender. Mm-hmm. Yours was more like, I surrender, leave mm-hmm. my list, I'm mm-hmm. trusting. Mm-hmm. Mine at the time was more like, I don't think there are any good men left anyways. Yeah. So I'm yeah. fine being <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. fine being single forever. Yeah. Kind of attitude that I knew was like, mm, yeah, I'm not being honest with myself here. Uh, so But you know, I think that I was beyond bitterness. I think I was bitter so, so much yeah. so that it was like Mm-mm, not worth it. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and then would you say then that maybe even that attitude isn't completely um it doesn't mean that you won't get what you want. It's okay to be in that attitude, at least when it's happening. I think because for me it wasn't uh consciously in a way where I was trying to manifest something according to the law of assumption. I wasn't imagining or whatever. I just knew that. I wanted to feel the relief. I was done of feeling the tension, you know? And for me, it becomes ah. so physical. I wanted to feel the relief. So I love that you gave me more clarity. Mm-hmm. So even so you did you felt the bitterness. And then yes. I like how you said you went beyond the bitterness mm-hmm. to the I'm just done. I'm yeah. tired of feeling this way. I'm yeah. gonna give it up. And for me, before I knew about the law, way, way before I even surrender because of the pain mm-hmm. when I had the, the bitterness I did not want to let go of the bitterness right yeah. I was like I'm gonna feel it yeah until the pain came and I was like okay yeah. I'm done I'm tired yeah. I gotta release this can we can we just pause there for a minute yeah. and go deeper about not wanting to let go of the bitterness because that I can recognize in other areas of my life mm. where I'm like still stubborn you know I can feel the bitterness the anger and why isn't this happening yet but at the same time I'm like okay you know what I know it's about relief I know I need to just trust but I have this tiny feeling and I love that you said it because this makes me confess in front of everybody that's <laughs> listening that I am still holding on to some type of ego that's like oh no I'm not gonna give up yet can, can you mm-hmm. yes oh my gosh like I'm I'm like having tingling in my body like this is a pretty <laughs> deep topic but maybe we'll need even part two for this topic uh-huh. yeah holding on to um the bitterness at the time for me was because I thought at least I'm right at least you know at least I have a good reason for mm. deciding that I'm going to mm. be single forever <laughs> you. I, the pride right the ego like yes. you're saying at least I can prove to the world that I'm right <gasps> yep that was I think what was going on that's what's going on you nailed it I just felt it you know it's like for me if I had to paint it it's a small child who wants to revenge on the world you know like I do exist I am here and I because at least you have a voice yes because at least even in the bitterness you have a voice if you let go of that exactly exactly and I love this it's actually it's going to make me cry because 
I what I just noticed is that love is if we would characterize love, it's just there watching and waiting to hug you to realize this moment, like it's okay. Because that's why you're bitter, because you want that love so much. It's just, yeah. it's just that the way you've been going hasn't been the most optimal way of going. Yeah. For somebody for somebody who's there, what, what would you give uh, advice? What would what would your advice be? Um, you mean there as in they they want to manifest love, or would you say they're yeah. holding on to the bitterness and things like Both that of it, because they did yeah many they times connected love, yeah exactly they connected because sometimes the, the front face is i want a man for somebody i love but then yeah. when you dive deeper with, with the coaching you realize that but you kind of hold on to a state that's not benefiting yeah. the way you want so what, yeah. how would you tackle that or what would you do yeah no and again it goes back to even my own journey when I started reading about the law of assumption, I remember thinking, holy cow, I'm holding on to certain things that haven't been serving me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep reading the law. I'm mm-hmm. not ready to mm-hmm. let go, oh. but I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> that's going to make me ready when I'm perfect. And I always tell my clients, You've mm-hmm. got to be radically honest with yes. yourself. Yes, baby. The, like, because if you're not, the game of lying to ourselves, I mean, I've, I've played that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> BSing my way into, like, <laughs> or gaslighting myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing myself. No. I've done it. Yeah. I can recognize it. <laughs> when I'm doing it mm-hmm. and I'm like and I, it's almost like it's funny right it's because I'm mm-hmm. like okay I made them are you gonna keep going this route mm-hmm. playing the you know the card of I don't know what's really going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> or are you gonna be like stop the BS thing and yeah. be honest yeah. if you're not ready you're not ready yeah. At exactly. least you're honest. Exactly. And I think that really helped me when I started the journey with the law of function. Be mm-hmm. radically honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're reading the law, you're hearing powerful people speak about it, like mm-hmm. me, like you, like mm-hmm. and they see. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it, mm-hmm. say you don't believe it to yourself mm-hmm. yet. That mm-hmm. but you're willing to learn. Yeah. Right. So I would say radical honesty is a starting point. And from there, inspiration will come, clarity will come, what Mm -hmm. to do next will come. Mm -hmm. And at some point for me, I was ready. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to let go of my old ways. Mm -hmm. I know in in my heart, I'm ready. They don't serve me anymore. Yeah. And this shift happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. And I completely agree with you. Even though we would explain it or describe it differently depending on who's talking about it, yeah. I think that's the key. It's like you're ready for change because the opposite would be, let's say you don't have any bitterness, is that you actually have the clarity to know exactly what you want. You know exactly what yeah. you want. You know exactly which stage to shift into. You know exactly which scenery to, to imagine for yourself. Or 
at least for me, I lean more into what you just said is to let go yeah. of the pain, let go yeah. of the bitterness, let go of the yeah. forcing yourself to become something that you don't even know how to do. Yeah. You do know imagine with your imagination, but maybe you can't describe it. Maybe that's not your way of speaking about it. So, yeah. so I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, because in, in my case, there was the same thing. And I wouldn't actually know how to um, manifest my SP back if it's needed or a new mm. SP. I wouldn't know, to be honest with you. I, I think I would go the same the same way. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the radical honesty because it's okay that we feel the way we feel, that we think the way we think. But when we, when we accept that, we accept that within ourselves we can we can move on.